hear much follow-up this episode to a story that Donna broke early last week, the Taylor Swift Ticketmaster disaster. We first share the statement from Taylor herself, who spoke via an Instagram post Friday afternoon, saying that she'd had just about enough of this shit. Not her exact words, but something very close. It was in the ballpark there. Based on just the volume of traffic to the Ticketmaster website, Taylor would need to perform over 300 stadium shows to fulfill every ticket request of the 14 million who made it through the queue, when only 1.5 million were supposed to be in the queue. So much stink about it that the chairman of Ticketmaster joined cable network CNBC for a conversation. You'll hear the audio coming up during this episode. And the reality is Taylor Swift hasn't been on the road for three or four years, and that's caused a huge issue. I mean, since her last album. We'll tie up some dead or not dead loose ends coming up during this episode. Donna was still rattling off celebrities. We'd already rolled the credits. The Appen brothers had turned the lights off in the studio. Donna's still hollering celebrities' names out for an imaginary round, it seemed, of dead or not dead. The Fonz, Pee Wee Herman, Laverne and Shirley, and uh, Alvin the Chipmunk. Alvin the Chipmunk, what say you? Dead or not dead? Find out early into this episode of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act. Episode 319, getting ready to start. Episode 320, we'll upload midnight, Thanksgiving, that's this Thursday. Oh, and remember this, volunteer to bring the cranberry sauce to Thanksgiving. Tell you why, coming up during this episode, Cadillac Jack, my second act. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. It's a podcast where we talk about things you're already talking about with your family and your friends conversations about current events and pop culture and music, plus often endearing and revealing stories about marriage, parenting, and personal growth. Welcome to episode 319 of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act, realizing this is a holiday week, and uh, we, we see the numbers every year, getting ready to launch our third year, Donna, and we know that a lot of people cycle in during the holidays, and, and there's podcast discovery, because people are just in a different frame of mind. People are traveling. People have some some time to themselves, and people go on explore, uh, podcast exploration. Mm. And sometimes we'll find this one. So if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Stick around. We think that uh, we hope that you'll be uh, just thoroughly entertained. Hopefully, here's hoping. Uh, my name is Donna, and I'm Caddy's wife. Um, okay, so I'm going to tell a little story. I know how you all love my stories. So this is a story about someone I know that then, oddly enough, happened to me after I f- I literally peed on myself when they told me the story. I'm not going to tell you who it is, but I have a someone who. It's sort of a boss, but I don't, don't want to like give this out. But anyways, so this person went to the opera with some friends. Oh. Okay. Have I told you the story? Yes. Okay. So then the same story happened to me. So she went to the opera with some friends. That happened to you after it happened to her? Yes. Um, so she went to the opera with some friends and um, they had... They had gone out and had dinner and everything before. And, you know, the opera is fabulous. If you haven't seen the opera, it's one of one, – another one of my jobs. When I, um, I sell ads for that book. And so the opera is attracting a much younger crowd, and it's, it's really cool. Like if you've never well, been to really it. really apply to this person? Anyway, so they went out to eat before, had a, couple, had a lot of drinks and um, dinner. And it's a long day. And so um, she went to the opera and well, – Hang on one second. Let me step in here. <laughs> Well, why is going to the Atlanta Opera a long day? Because she had worked all day before. Okay. 
and then that night driven up from another city. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, she was okay. tired. All right, okay. So um, anyway, she went and fell asleep promptly when it started. And um, at intermission, she woke up and everybody's getting up to go get, you know, their their drinks and go to the bathroom and get their popcorn or whatever you have at the opera. I don't think you can have popcorn. But anyway, and so she stands up and doesn't realize that her leg or her foot has fallen asleep. And she falls. And the opera crowd can be, although they are attracting a younger crowd, there are some older people there. So you can take a horse. Seriously. So she fell across like seven people in her row (laughs) and fell out of their laps and rolled down the center aisle of the Cobb Energy Center, which is like where the the Atlanta Symphony is and has been for a couple of seasons. No, not the symphony, the opera. The opera. Yeah, out of the Cobb Energy Center. And so, which is a venue out where we are. And she rolled down the center aisle. (laughs) Rolled down the center aisle. There's your episode title. That can happen. Go ahead and get herself up because if your foot or your leg has ever been asleep, it's it's like it's dead. It it's numb. Okay, well, we're getting ready to tell our individual stories. So she, long story short, she gets up, somehow twists her ankle, and they have to put her in a wheelchair. And for the second half of the show, they have to put her in the wheelchair accessible area. It. In the back. And if you knew this person, mortified she is. And she could not drive home. She had to get her child. She had to spend the night with one of her friends and get her child to come up and drive her home. <laughs> and she lives a hundred some miles away. I, when I heard this story, I am howling from beginning to end because how does this happen? Well, let me tell you. Okay, so, so this was Saturday night. This was Saturday night. And so she tells me the story Monday and I'm just like, and she's like, has this ever happened to you? And I'm like, well, my foot's falling asleep. But I mean, I've never fallen down on people or like anything like that. I mean, I've just, you roll, know. Roll down the center aisle at the, <laughs> at the opera. So <laughs> I am Monday, Tuesday. What day was it? It was probably Tuesday. I um I I like to co-work for free. Some of you pay memberships. I have paid a membership at a co-working place for free, but the best place to you can now it's called just like um, squatting, basically. And what you do is you just find a place that is incredibly comfortable that's free with great Wi-Fi. But it can't be, I know what you're thinking. That's called a Starbucks. Well, no, it's not, Helen, because you can't have conversations in a Starbucks. So you have to find somewhere that's like kind of your place. So my place is the Hotel at Avalon because I get this huge couch type area. I rearrange all the furniture. I mean, they love that, I'm sure. And I know you know the spot where I'm talking about. It's by the um, fireplace. And it's like two. It's like a huge bench. And then there's like this big coffee table and two like king and queen chairs. I move everything toward me. They turn the fire on for me now. And I can plug in my laptop right beside me. Every now and then, some asshole will come and try to co-work with me on my bench. It's like, no, 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 no. This guy comes over the other day, and he's like, can I use your plug? And I'm like, what? And he meant there's a, filthy. there's plugs on both sides. He said, I need to charge my laptop. He said, it's not going to be here long. So he sits down. He is within inches of me. I have all of my Starbuckies spread out, all of my papers. And I'm like, well, there's a bunch of other plugs like over there. And you know what he says? I, no, I said, there's a bunch of other plugs over there. I go, this is kind of my co-working spot. He goes, right, we're co-working. Yeah, just before that, before he showed up, you weren't co-working. Co-working means more than one. He has, I, very, he has a very good point. No, because I'm co-working with the other people in the hotel lobby, not Velcro to my ass. Okay? I don't know you. And I'm, I've got, I have personal business to attend to, like with my clients and stuff. And I don't, I don't, I don't. And he's selling some sort of life insurance annuities and is loud. He's one of those loud talkers, a loud yeah. talker. Anyway, 
I bet you bet your foot. Well, he's involved. So I had tucked before he got there. I kind of tucked my leg. I was sitting sort of not Indian, you know, like no. Can't say that anymore. Okay, sorry. Crisscross applesauce. But I only have my right leg. This is a long, convoluted story. I hope you're still let's, with us. Let's wrap it up. I hope there's, you're still with us. There's new listeners that are cycling in. And Sorry. Like, wow, this woman is long-winded. I'm landing this the plane. This story is long. I'm landing the plane. So my right leg is tucked under my left leg. And I'm working, and I'm working, and I'm working. And I decide that I'm going to get up and go to the bathroom. But then I'm thinking, hmm, can I leave all my stuff spread out with odd human A? Gene. Gene McComb. G-E-N-E. Gene. G-E-N-E. Literally beside me, who has a big toothy grin and smiles a lot. And I was like, I guess he's safe. So I now I am co-working with him. You understand that? I do, I do. So I turned to him and I said, hey, I'm going to run to the bathroom. Are you going to be here for a minute? If so, I'm going to leave all my stuff. And I'm thinking, why am I talking to Gene? Like, we're not co-workers. You know, I'm not in the insurance business. All right. It's like the only business you're not in. That is true. I stand up. My right leg is asleep. I fall into his arms. Fall. No, I fall down into the floor at the hotel on, on my your knees on in my, front of his crotch. On my knee, and I can't get up. My leg is completely asleep. And you would think my coworker Gene would come to my assistance. No, the guy that I know that runs the um, beverage and service who loves me, he shops in the store, he comes in all the time, runs from across the hotel lobby. Well, because it's going to be on him. He's like, not on Gina. Oh my God, are you okay? What happened? Gene is just going on with his call. Literally has his earbuds in, is going on with his call. I said, my foot fell asleep. I just fell down. And then I'm thinking, this just happened. Did I manifest this or what happened? What happened is, is karma. Because I laughed so much. Let's not let her know that. But yes, you did. You told the story about a hundred times. And then I went to the bathroom and I, I, I'm not going to get into this. I just had to go to the bathroom. Nothing, nothing okay, going on. But nobody asked. As I'm in there, I'm scrolling, 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 but I'm not, I'm just, whatever. I'm just wasting time. Okay. All right. Okay. And my leg's going to sleep again. And I'm thinking, Get up off the toilet, Helen. There's nobody coming there and help you. Donna, get off the toilet because here is the motto for the year. You ready? I don't know that I am, but go ahead. No one is coming to save you. Get off the toilet. I simply uh, I took a half a step into the garage from the kitchen. I fell into the garage. Well, that's hard because it's like concrete Cement. and stuff. Yep, yep, concrete. I fell into it and twisted my ankle as well three, four years ago. Didn't the feeling come back? Broken. That's the feeling that came back. It was a broke feeling. I am like so supportive when I have to take you anywhere. Let's just go down this uh, little thing. When again, I we have a brand new audience. When we, I this no, is but I'm just episode to, to no, but I'm just saying I am like the most supportive. Like for anybody who ever needs like if you need driven somewhere, if you're sick or whatever. One time I had like the flu when the kids were little, and I just was trying to get them to the bus stop, just trying to get them to the bus stop, and so I cut across the, the Sedanos who used to live here's yard. And I get those kids on the bus like a champion. I mean, I'm like wonder freaking woman. And then I come back through the yard, pass out in the Sedano's yard, come back to life. Now, you're going to remember this story. Come back into the house. I am so sick. I climb in the bed. I am like, I mean, feverish. You come home from work. And I say, I'm like, I can't eat anything. I can't drink anything. I have no energy. You call. Who'd you? You you called the fire department. They showed up. Remember all those firemen came into the bedroom? I remember that. I don't know that I remember that. Yeah. No, they all came in. I remember that. Were they built in firemen? I don't know who they were. But they all, they came in because I think you called. I don't know. 911, I'm sure. Who else I you don't call? know. You don't, it was, you don't call 
eight, six, nine, and then get firemen to show up at your, four, your so, porch step. So then they, maybe it's you called the ambulance, but I didn't need the ambulance. I don't know what happened. But then you took me to the hospital. And if you recall, they had to give me all these fluids because I was so dehydrated. And they gave me one bag. And I swear to you, they wheeled in, a, they had the pole, and they brought another bag, and you said to them- She's okay. She's fine now. 100%. because yeah, it took about two hours for the trip to go through. Now yeah, you, I do remember that. Okay. I remember that are part. you recalling this? I don't remember the fireman in the bedroom. Yeah. You're recalling this? Yeah. And I remember the IV drip part. I told yeah. them, I said, we don't need that one. I said, you take that one back to, to the lounge or wherever it came from. Pharmacy She's fine. Or whatever. She's fine. She got a whole bag full of fluids. We're good. We're good. Pull the car around. Let's pay the bill and get out of here. It's Taco Tuesday or something. Shit. I don't know. The final segment of the last episode was was dead. Got to get back into the the, the the swing here. Dead or not dead? Not dead. That's right. That's right. Um, and you 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 threw four. I was so bad, but I mean, I wall. I was like embarrassed for how I end. did. Well, we're going to move on from that. We can't move on from uh, the closure that we need from the four that okay. you brought up. Yes, I'm ready because you didn't know you were just hollering names out there. Yes, we were, as, as the theme song was trailing, and we'd already done audio credits and the app and podcast network and our turn off lights and going home, and you're still hollering out celebrities and things. So. This is bad, okay? It's this is bad. Like we should know whether people are alive or not. Can you not Google? Is I am, and it's it's unclear as of unclear. Where how do where what's the website to find out if people are alive? Dead or alive? Okay, that is not true. God, he looks horrible. Is he dead? He's got to be, right? I don't know. Do you know? I don't know. It says right here he died back in 2002, so it's been a while. He looked horrible. I mean, he chose the road death travel, not not the road less travel, but death travel. He's alive and kicking. Is he? Well, as of December 15th, 2021, it says, yes, alive and healthy, but I don't think he is. One thing that we do quite well on this podcast is not knowing if celebrities are dead or not dead. So we turned it into a segment last episode, and Donna threw out the four names, four celebrities towards the end, and we're gonna we're gonna get, get some closure on those because I don't know if they were dead or not dead myself. We'll start with uh, the Fonz, Henry Winkler, Henry Winkler, Donna. Here is uh, here is the Fonz from Happy Days. Well, being president of a corporation. I mean- I'm going to have to wear a tie, maybe. A lot of paperwork. Maybe I should talk with a deeper voice. Hey! Love the show. I say that the Fonz is not dead. I'm, I'm, am I correct or am I? That is correct. That is correct? All right, let me get it right here. Ring-a-ding-ding! All oh, right. I love that. Okay. Dreams come true, and we'll do it our way, yeah, our way. Make all our dreams come true, come true for me and you. No, 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 no. All right, I'm saying that uh, one of them's dead, one of them's not dead. Who's who's? Am I right at that far? That is correct. I'm going to say that Laverne is. Which one was that? Laverne is uh, the one with the L no, on her shirt. But who is that? Is it Cindy Williams or Penny Marshall? Penny Marshall is dead. Yes. So that means ding, ding. 
that means that uh, Shirley is Shirley is Shirley alive. She is uh, she is not dead, not alive. I can't say not oh, that's alive. right. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, yeah. So so I get another. You know, I had a lot of people reach out to me that they loved my singing. That Why the one that I, the, the song we did that um, uh, what was the the little Christmas song? Paul McCartney, if I recall. Yes. How many people did? One. All right. You you threw out the name Alvin. The chipmunk. Now, I, I again, the theme song was ending as as we we you, you went down this tributary. Alvin, can can he die? The who, the who. It was just one person. Can can Alvin die? I mean, he's a, he's he's not dead. No, he's he's alive. Okay, Donna, again. Oh, he's not dead. He's not dead. Yes, can't say alive. Ring a ding ding. Okay, so I'm I'm I got uh, I'm I'm. Got a perfect record here. It might be a good time to update about because he is he's also a squirrel. Nutbags the squirrel has been adopted, but not from a pot peep. All right. Did anybody tell you that this is the private club of the Satan's helpers? Nobody hit me to that, dude. It's off limits. Oh. Well, my mistake. <laughs> Pee Wee Herman is not dead. That's correct, yes, Cadillac Jack. Okay. I mean, do you think about how odd it was that we always to watch this grown man dressed up in that little outfit? No, not at all. Pee Wee Herman? Paul Rubens, not at mm, all. Okay. It was a character. Okay. It'd be the equivalent of uh, one of the uh, one of the Yo Gabba Gabba people. You know? I mean, what's the difference? Yeah. What's the difference? I don't know. Pee Wee's Big Adventure was the biggest movie of 1982. Mm. You know? Did you not go see Pee Wee's Big Adventure? Remember he had the big bike? Was that the four that, that, that That's it. you yeah. threw? Okay, I have yeah. some others. Just because we have the board up and the theme song queued, we're going we're gonna to do two new ones for you, Donna, just for shits and grins, okay? I'm ready. You must identify the celebrity first before you, you, you state whether you believe that they are dead or not dead. Here is celebrity number one for you, Donna. I'm an actor, comedian, and I was very popular in the early 90s. <laughs> I saw... I starred in such films as Encino Man. Thank you. Then I was in a movie called Son-in-Law, bro. Son-in-Law. Son-in-Law. Then Biodome, Biodome, Biodome. And then after that, I don't know what happened. Adam Sandler kept going and fell off. All right, who is the celebrity? I have no idea. Really? No. Okay, he, he owned MTV. Carson, what's your doing? Carson Daly. No, yeah. He's, he's on The Voice. He does radio in LA, I think. Um, Nina, Nina Blackwood? Paul, oh, Polly Shore. Okay, yes. Hello, Polly Shore. He is alive. Okay, Donna, is, we can't say alive. Oh, I'm sorry. He is not dead. Ring a ding Yay! Okay. Identify the celebrity in this clip as we, this is the final one, okay? Winner takes all with this one, Donna. Recorded at the Fox Theater, May 17th, 2017. Is that the Almond Brothers? It is the Almond Brothers. I love okay, the Almond Brothers. Hang on, but hang on. It's a catch. It's not one of the Almond Brothers playing keys. Is that do Snoopy? You know, do you know the celebrity that was playing keys for the Almond Brothers at the Fox Theater? May 2017. Like Snoopy? I think that's you right there in the crowd. That's definitely me. I'm a, a, I'm a woo-hooer. Cup, cups up. No, it was, it was not Snoopy. Hang on, let me think. 
That's not you, is it? You're good on the piano. Okay. All right. You ready? The celebrity is Colonel Bruce Hampton. Oh, I love Colonel Bruce Hampton. Okay. Is 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 he, he is he, not he was, alive? He was the grandfather of of the jam band Fish scene. Oh, see, oh yeah, all okay. of them, like yeah. the almonds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and all that. He's now, not alive. He, he he is. So you're saying that he is not. He, he's dead. Yeah, he's dead. He's dead. That is correct. Yeah, he's dead. Ring a ding ding. I think the idea of a performer collapsing into the arms of an adoring audience has a, a, a certain romantic appeal to it. But for the audience in real life, it must be absolutely horrifying. What are you talking about? May 2017 at the Fox Theater, right after he finished playing that song, fans and friends had gathered at the Fox in Atlanta on that day for his 70th birthday. But the celebration oh quickly turned to a send-off when he died on stage in front of the sold-out crowd. As a teenage guitar wizard named Taz Niederauer showed off some tasty licks, Hampton fell to the ground, resting his arm on a speaker as the performers on stage continued to play for several minutes. As musician Reverend Jeff Moser later wrote in a Facebook post, the performers thought Hampton had fallen to his knees in a we're not worthy gesture toward Niederauer. He, he, he was not. Or they might have thought like he thought his leg had fallen asleep or something. How did you find that? Because I researched this, this podcast. Oh, okay. I, I, I researched for production. I research for content. No, you do. I re-search and pull out of my ass. And you do it very well. Yeah. Do it very, very well. Well, I hate to hear that about him. A Rambling Man No More. I mean, that was the song he was, or was that Jessica? I don't know which Elmer Brothers song he was playing on the keys, but it happened right after it's that. It's Melissa, not Jessica. Three and a half I read billion. That seems impossible because there's there's only that many people in the world. I think bot attacks as well as fans included in the number. So maybe three and a half billion. Actually, what happens now? Basically, the entire tour, Donna, was sold out in the presale. But but what few tickets remain, they're going to give to you know they give to orphans or something because they can't. They there's can't not go, enough to put. They can't back go at- back into the kitty. We will start this segment with Taylor's statement from Friday afternoon, and we'll do that after you hear the audio of a dad who who is the only person I've heard that actually secured tickets for the. During the during the presale for the actual tour, do you know anybody? I do, do you know, know a few anybody? people. Do you I know, know two I people. I haven't talked to anybody. I've talked to a hundred that got nothing. Yeah, I did talk to two people that, and it took a long time for Atlanta. Yeah, uh, doing two dates in Atlanta, one three was, in Nashville. One was for Nashville, and one yeah. was for Atlanta, and they like it cycled them out, and it kept holding them in the queue, saying because it was only problem. letting so many people into the queue, and that's when a lot of people gave up, and they didn't, and they both got them, but. Um, it was a long, it, long day. All right, this dad also secured tickets, though. And this is his real-time reaction. After he got through the queue, he, he, he then gets the text, I guess, or the email confirmation. His daughter is standing beside him as he does his song and dance celebration. Listen to the very end of this 10-second clip, and you get to hear her laugh at her dad. And it's so endearing. Such a great moment. Here we go. Taylor on Friday afternoon posted on Instagram. Donna, do you have the statement? I don't know if it's in the wrong show. I think I added it. I'm sorry. I can pull it. Um, 
she um, she came at him. She she did, and and the the chairman of Ticketmaster was on CNBC this week, and we have clips from 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 him coming up. He, he basically, man, the, the the clip that's getting more play than anything. I knew this was going to become a giant game kinda, of telephone. You kind of blame you kind of blame Taylor yeah. for it. It's um, just a, a big game of telephone. I've told many people. Many people, Donna, that have asked about this in conversation, that you were able to forecast. I, I want to do. I want to go behind the scenes real quick. Peek behind the kimono. The episode prior to this one, when the story was discussed for the first time, was Tuesday, the day that the pre-sale started. That episode was taped Sunday night, a full two days before it happened. Donna was able to forecast this was going to be a problem. Recording two days in advance is, is that's unusual for us. Normally, it's, it's the night before, but for whatever reason, schedules and things like that, we recorded on uh, two days out the Tuesday episode of last week. Or this week, right? This week. I get, I even get confused. I remember sending you a text, and I said, hey, let's, you know, doing the finalization on the runner show. Here's what we got. We got some holes. What do you got? What, do you, what, what, what are you thinking? And you sent me the Taylor story, because at this point, it was just barely bubbling up. It was not a alarm. It wasn't a five-alarm fire quite yet. That happened the day that the, the Tuesday episode uploaded, which was Tuesday. You forecasted this two days out. You know pop culture. You know better than anybody. You know trends. You know exactly. You knew that this was going to be a huge story. Stop being a control freak. So she said, uh, she responded Friday. Um, so Ticketmaster had said that there will be no, like you said, there's no general sale. She said, it's really difficult for me to trust an outside entity with these relationships and loyalties and excruciating for me to just watch mistakes happen with no recourse. Swift wrote in a message posted on Instagram. She did not mention Live Nation or Ticketmaster in her statement. I'm not going to make excuses for anyone because we asked them multiple times if they could handle this kind of demand and we were assured they could. It's truly amazing that 2.4 million people got tickets, but it really pisses me off that a lot of them feel like they went through several several bear attacks to get them. She wrote, here's the thing too. Well, um, she said, we'll try to, f- here's how, you know, there's no more tickets because she closes the post by saying she would try to fig- quote, figure out how the situation can be improved moving forward. Period. And quote, that means we're, we're done. There's, there's no nothing more, she yeah, can do. There's nothing she can do there. I, I saw some chatter. I don't even know this would have been possible to cancel the entire presale and start from scratch. And they may have to do that. I don't think that they I think can. That, I, I think that that would have had to have been done by now. If yeah. Going to do that. Well, and then lawsuits would fly left yeah, and right from yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. But it's truly a mess. And, you know, I know she doesn't want her name associated with this. And what happens, I think, with all the other artists who, you know, you, you and I were talking on the podcast, the last one, about how this is going to be the way that people are going to do it. I don't think so anymore. Well, Nobody's going to step there, into this. But, but, there's, but there's, a version of yes, it. Yes, a version of yes. it. But I think where she is going to garner a little bit of luck on her side, because ultimately, is she responsible for how it went bad or went wrong? No, but we know this about her. She, talk about control freaks, she's the ultimate control freak. I wrote about that in the letter this past weekend. Yeah, that she she does have some blood on her hands because... Some culpability. Yeah, because she is not an artist who sits back and lets everyone else take the reins. However, she's going to come out a little bit okay with this because most artists hate Ticketmaster. They hate the way the process is done. You know, and Ticketmaster is doing a whole new thing that we'll have to talk about on another podcast where they um, do pricing levels yeah, yeah. based on demand. And, yeah, and that's like, why. Like seats. Yeah. And that's why if, if you see, um, because they, they're under siege from like other apps like GameTime, like we talked about before. And so they're trying to find, they call it dynamic pricing. And But here's what's going to happen to Ticketmaster. And they have no idea what's getting ready to hit them. Well, congressional hearings is, is what That. Happen. And guess, who, bigger than the congressional hearings, guess who's coming after them? Swifties. Yes. And if you've ever been the target of, of the Swifties, Swifties, ask Jake Gyllenhaal how that went down. Yeah. What she has now created is a massive scalping situation because in every city, 
there's not going to be any tickets. But but somehow, third party ticket brokers are going to have are, whether they have them now and are advertising prices. Have you seen some of the prices? It's unbelievable. Over a hundred grand. It's sad because you know. Listen, she's priced she's priced us out of going to see her. I mean, you know, it's like it's insane. Ticketmaster apologized to Taylor Swift in a blog entry. Uh, this is uh, 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 Friday night after she did the Instagram post. Then Ticketmaster went. I bet that, that was orchestrated that way as well. That was negotiated that way. Taylor goes first. With her statement, uh, we want to apologize to Taylor and all of her fans, especially those who had a terrible experience trying to purchase tickets. A uh, company added that it strives to make ticket buying as easy as possible, but that hasn't been the case for many people trying to buy tickets to Swift's tour. Kicks off March 17th, have 52 concerts, multiple stadiums across the U.S. over five months. Trying to shore up our tech for the new bar that has been set by demand. That's the word Ticketmaster keeps using and everything, including the chairman of Ticketmaster. And we got his audio from CNBC coming up. Once we get through that, if there are any next steps, updates will be shared accordingly, Ticketmaster wrote. Demand. That's the word. That's the buzzword for Ticketmaster. That's that's their, their scapegoat with all this. There was too much demand. Taylor says in her Instagram post, I asked multiple times, can you handle the demand? Here is the chairman of Ticketmaster on CNBC. All those enraged fans of Taylor Swift who weren't able to get tickets, how do you respond to that? Well, I'm first, and all the Live Nation team is sympathetic that the long wait times and fans who couldn't get what they wanted. Reality is, it's a function of the massive demand that Taylor Swift has. Uh, The site was supposed to be opened up for 1.5 million verified Taylor Swift fans. Uh, We had 14 million people hit the site. Despite all the challenges and the breakdowns, we did sell over 2 million tickets that day. We could have filled 900 stadiums. 900 stadiums with the amount of people that That's got through. Unbelievable. It was 14 million people that got through rather than one and a half. How did that happen? Why did people who did not have a pre-sale code get to enter the queue? Wasn't the whole purpose here that you had to be vetted with the pre-sale code in order to get through the front gate, right? Yeah, that, that was my understanding. Why would you not enter your code at the front gate? And then you get access. Um, this is a clip that's getting a lot of play from CNBC with the chairman of Ticketmaster, where he basically says, listen, it's kind of Taylor's fault. And the reality is Taylor Swift hasn't been on the road for three or four years, and that's caused a huge issue. I mean, since her last album. I mean, Swifties Donna went after him for that line. You know, I mean, come on. It's it's like, okay, so you're you're blaming her for being, you know, for being off the road because of a, a pandemic and for being that popular. Again, this is simply, this is what you do as a company. You process ticket sales. And that's all you do. That's all you do. Well, you do a lot of things. It was world domination. But again, I, I do believe, I do believe that her and her team said, guys and girls, this is going to be a massive presale. You know, I'm sure it's one of those things that when it got rolling, it was probably a mess. And they knew it quickly. Based on the volume of traffic to our site, Taylor Swift would need to perform over 900 stadium shows. You break 900 down. Here's what, what it comes out to. 20 times the number of shows she's actually doing. That's a stadium show, Donna, every single night for two and a half years. It's God, five months. The tour is five months. That's crazy. But they sold enough tickets to keep her on the road without a night off every single night. It's crazy. For two and a half years. Volunteer to bring cranberry sauce to Thanksgiving this Thursday. If, if you hadn't done your sign-up sheet, I'm sure you've done your work thing already, but if if if, if at your family deal, you haven't signed up to what you're bringing yet or you hadn't claimed anything, go with the cranberry sauce. Here's why. It's the only item, Donna, that uh, is not seeing a price increase this year for Thanksgiving. Everything else, a 16-pound turkey costs 21% more per pound. 21% more per pound. It's expensive. 
uh, this year than, than last year. Prices of potatoes, pie crusts, canned pumpkin, stuffing, mix of, have all gone up. The only holiday staple whose price went down, cranberries. So volunteered to make the cranberry sauce this year for Thanksgiving. We will have uh, an original episode of Cadillac Jack, my second act this Thursday, which is Thanksgiving. want to let you know that. Uh, right now, there's an aunt buying all the ingredients for that thing she brings every Thanksgiving that everyone in the family hates, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody has one in the family, if not two or three. Our meal is going to be ham and turkey. Love that both. Uh, mashed pot. Is that a new strain? That's potatoes. Oh, my bad. Okay. I was excited about the mashed pot. Well. Uh, Brussels, green beans, mac and cheese, corn pudding. Is that Amy Dillon's corn pudding recipe? Yes, for I still do. Amy decades, Dillon's corn pudding. Decades ago. Corn pudding. She was our HR director to the former Kicks for years. And we had, a, we had a Thanksgiving meal, and she always brought it. And then she gave everybody the recipe because she won. Meal of the year or something. Uh, salad? What kind of salad? Just a salad. I'm doing a salad because Olivia likes a green salad. Okay, I'm a doing. nice green salad, all right? Mm-hmm. Uh, miso cream greens. Yes. Love those. Uh, and pies. Pie. Don't tell me what kind. I won't be surprised me with the pies. Now, those miso cream greens, the, the miso cream greens are a new item this year. So it's greens and it's you put in a creme fraiche and miso. You know, miso is hot. Miso soup? Well, it's kind of like a, I mean, it can be spicy, but I mean, it's just, yeah, it gives them a soup. little tang. Yeah. I had a soup this it's week. a little Asian variety. Mm-hmm. Love it, love it, love it. I sent uh, Carl Appen, our executive producer, a text this week. And I said, uh, I'm reading from the text. Wednesday at uh, 5.50 p.m. When is the Appen TG lunch? Question mark. Because I went last year. had a great time. I love, uh, you know, Carl. I didn't go. You didn't go. I went. Did you invite me? You were invited. Yes. I, it's not my job to do the inviting. You were invited. Oh, okay. Um, I sat with, uh, with Christina Appen. Hans and Carl's mother for like two hours. And we, we talked about everybody and we laughed and to the point that we cried and had a great time. And, and so I I thought surely I'd be invited this year. And I was just curious. We're we're pushing Thanksgiving Friday in the afternoon or Wednesday rather. Maybe you should have talked about everybody. What are you talking about? Well, you said you talked about everybody. So maybe you got disinvited. Not not Hans and Carl necessarily, but, but so a text comes right back in, which is unusual for Carl. You're right back from uh, today at 10 a.m. Don't you hate Thanksgiving? Hate's a strong word, Carl. Oh, so he came back at you to say yes. He, he didn't, didn't think you'd come me. anyway. Right. Well, but, but I went last year. Had a great time. Okay, but for the record, I was I didn't get a text, and I I love Thanksgiving. So I don't know what's the problem there now. Well, I think probably happen. if we went back, you've probably said in the podcast you don't like Thanksgiving. I've never. But Carl used the word hate. I'm not a fan of any holiday. Mm. I'm not a fan of any holiday. But but you eat on Thanksgiving. Of all the holidays, Thanksgiving is probably one of my favorites, actually. I think we should go back and resurrect. What are you? Kind of like, what are you good at? What do you like? Many things that we just can't talk about on the podcast. Ollie's back with some Black Friday deals, Donna. 60% off. Save up to 60% off uh, the fancy store prices. The fancy stores are who? Be your roses variety of stores. And your Bed Bath and, uh, and Yonder, Over Yonder, Bed Bath and Over Yonder, and uh, those type stores, right? Your fancy, uh, your fancy stores save up to sixty percent off their prices at the Ollie's Holiday Decor Deals for Black Friday. You look bored. I do, I'm just trying to. I'm putting it all through my filter. Right now, holiday florals, wrapping paper, gift bags, decorative signs, holiday pillows and throws, and so so much more. All capital letters in the copy here. Uh, here's an example, Donna. One hundred counts. Magnavox starry LED lights for just eight ninety nine. Okay, I do need those because we're getting the lights put up on the house. Okay, uh, their pricing, the, the fancy stores like the, the roses and the the big lights and the Dollar Trees and places like that, the fancy stores, Don, eighteen forty nine is their price. Stop in today. 
because when they're gone, they're gone. At Ollie's, you get uh, shit that's okay. Or, or good stuff. Cheap. I don't think they want that in there. Okay. If you're baking for Thanksgiving or for the holidays, got almonds and 16 ounce walnuts for 4.99 a bag. That's 16 ounces down of nuts for six uh, for 4.99, not 6.99. That's their price. 4.99 at Ollie's. A big old jar of apple butter. How big a jar? How about 17 ounces of apple butter, Donna? How quickly could you just dive in and complete and wrap and just finish off 17 ounces of apple butter? That's a huge jar. I tell you, I love apple butter. Though. And this is Musselman's. Apple butter. That's good. Uh, two nineteen, Donna. Okay, $2. that's good. Two nineteen. Their price. It's uh, the, the, those those stores are just. I mean, they they never open on time, and their floors are sticky, and the bathrooms are just nasty. Who? Uh, well, the Dollar Trees and the big oh, lots. Okay. And those those yeah. places. That's their their price on the uh, the the Muscle Man's apple butter is two seventy nine. At Ollie's, it's two nineteen. Good stuff, cheap. Turn your Starbucks run into new adventures when you link your Starbucks rewards and Delta Sky Miles accounts. If you fly Delta this holiday. Thanksgiving holiday, make sure you check out and explore 319 episodes of this podcast and three seasons of the Spotify Hype Song Playlist. Each episode, we each add a song to a Spotify playlist that we have discovered, that we have rediscovered, that uh, we think that you'll, it's always a song we think that you'll enjoy, but where we, you know, we lived it or are living it or uh, jammed to it at the skating rink, Donna, back in the day, at, uh, what was it, the John Cool Skating Rink? John Cool Skating Rink. Um, or, or something that you just, uh, you heard on, 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 on Spotify. Spotify our partner, and you're adding a, a song from, a, oh, what's that girl's name? Carly Pierce. Carly Pierce is her name. Well, the reason I'm adding it is because I watched the other night the um, CMT Artist of the Year, and she was one of them. Um, so it was her, it was Kane Brown, it was um, Luke Combs, Kay, uh, I've said Kane Brown, and um, what's the little fellow that dances? Walker Hayes, and um, Lainey. Laney, Laney Wilson. She's yeah, everywhere. Everywhere. She, you cannot get away from I her. I have to tell you, too, I think Carly Pierce is suffering a little bit because while they are nothing alike, I do think people kind of get them mixed up. Do you? And I think Ashley McBride is also in that trio. I do, too, in that group. Yep. But um, so she sang this song on the oh, show. Sorry, I got to get ready to fire the clip here. Um, she sang, and, and I've, I like her, like her stuff, but I had never heard the song. And it's just such a beautiful song. And people were like mesmerized while she was um, singing. And it chronicles. So she had, um, it's a continuation, the, the record she just put out, Written in Stone. It's called 29 Written in Stone. Um, this is only her third album. And so it's a continuation of the 2021 EP, which was all about her divorce from Michael Ray. But also, you know, she, her producer, Busby, died, who also did some producing with Hardy. And so she had a really tough year. And she's got some really, really good songs on there. But for me, 29 is the year that I got married and divorced Held on for dear love But I still fell off the horse From a miss to a missus Then the other way around The year I was gonna live it up Now I'm never gonna live it down They panned to the audience and Kelsey Ballerini was out in the audience and she's just like bawling crying because she's had a tough year. So it was like, woo. Here's the other thing I discovered at the CMT Artist of the Year. What's that? Uh, Riley Green, who I'm obsessed with. Okay. Who I knew from Grandpa's Never Die. But as I just sent you these pictures, I, I, I like the old Riley Green with like the short hair and the kind of looks like everybody who looks like everybody. That wasn't the Riley Green I was interested in. This Riley. Where, where are these pictures? 
this Raleigh Green oh, got, text. got up on stage. Okay, so here was the deal. So each artist came up and sang their a song, you know, one of their songs. And so Luke was Luke Combs was one of the award winners. And so he's taking um Riley Green okay. and Cody Johnson out on the road. Do you know who Riley's dating? Who? Luke's manager. Really? Yes. They've been dating for a year. Yeah, they're she's cute. And so then so Luke was at a Dale Earnhardt Jr. function and accepted his award there, but he couldn't play. And so why Riley play? Because he was in another area and he was doing a, I mean, he was, he wasn't there live on stage. Okay. So Riley got up and sang the kind of love we make. And it was this like uh soulful, like sexy version. And again, they pan the audience and everybody's just like, uh, did he have a shirt off or something? No, but this new Riley green with like the long hair and the, Oh yeah. Oh, is that, uh, is that current? Yeah. Hardy and this guy right here. Who are all these people? Okay, that's Olivia. That's for later. Oh, okay. okay. I'm sorry. I just, I'm getting, I just get, I didn't know. They're not divided. They run, my Riley Green pictures run into that one. I thought maybe it was a fan club meeting or something. And you'd driven up there to be chairwoman. Happy birthday week to Laura Lynch. Laura Don is celebrating birthday this week. Okay. I'm seeing a text message here from you from Tuesday night at 11 o'clock, random out of nowhere. Riley Green is hot as hell. Is that when you were watching it? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Random. Good thing that that text didn't say, I need you to take me to the hospital. I need fluids. And you're just now you, saying You got it. one bag. Okay. Laura Lynch was born, Donna, this week in 1956. Part of the fabric, the fabric of country music back in the early 90s. I learned this about the best-selling, uh, other than Alabama. We'll call them the second. I don't know. They may be in Alabama. Who was Laura Lynch in relation to the Dixie Chicks? I have no idea. She was the original lead singer. What? Did you know that there was a, a lead singer for the Dixie Chicks before Natalie Mays? I think I do remember this. She left the group in 1995. Mm. Natalie takes over. Bam. They mm. become just superstars. But do not feel bad for Laura Lynch. Who, Is this like the little girl from Poltergeist? Like, what happened to her? Did she have a bowel obstruction? Yeah, what's, where's this attack, going? And, Where is and, this and, going? And then she was misdiagnosed with Crohn's disease. Do not feel bad for Laura Lynch Toll. Toll, Donna. When she left the group in 95, she married a cattle rancher mm. who, within six months... Won more than $29 million in the Texas lottery. I mean, come on. They have three children, and they live on a ranch. I bet they do. A cattle rancher doesn't need $29 million. Who, who does? We do. It's been the most wonderful time of the year planning a relaxing holiday retreat to get you and your crew, you and your family in the, in the joyous spirit. Kick off the holiday season in downtown Alpharetta as celebration fills the streets with, uh, they're doing every 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 Friday, the first three Fridays, Friday, December 2nd, Mayor Jim Gilvin, the oh. Honorable Mayor Jim Gilvin. He's going to dress up in elf outfit. That and he's going to speak as we kick off the season of celebration with the lighting of the, 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 the downtown city center tree, which they started putting up this week. Have you have you driven have you driven by there? I have. I mean, it's huge. It's huge. It's freaking huge. Come on out for the lighting of the tree and the North Fulton Community Charities Food Drive. Then second Friday, the second of three, Friday, December 9th, kids of all ages get photos with Santa. Bring your best singing voice as we enjoy community karaoke. Donna, what's your go-to? Uh, be a holiday song. What's, what's your go-to? Oh, holiday song? Uh, I don't want a lot for Christmas. Get, are you How practicing? about you? Are you rehearsing? Uh, that one too. I'll be doing that one. Harmony with you. Okay. 
If you need a little help with your gift wrapping, a gift wrapping booth will be available to help check off items on your to-do list. That is the second of three Fridays. In the now, I love that. Celebration. I love that. While you're doing karaoke and in the cups and just enjoying the tree, which was lit the Friday prior at City Center, somebody else is wrapping your dang presents. Right? That is fantastic. That's what, it's about. That's what the season's about right there. Because some people love wrapping I mean, it's really presents. Not, but, but come on. I mean, it's a big part well, of it's about Jesus, but a lot of people don't like to wrap presents. The third Friday, December 16th, bring your blankets and your chairs. Head over to the Town Green and view a holiday movie while enjoying hot chocolate from the best hot chocolate making people in, 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 in the world. And, and they're going to be there. Okay. What's the movie? What do you want to see? What's the movie? I think we're going to take a We're going to do it via vote. Austin Alpharetta. We'll take this from here. I will be responsible for Christmas for- vacation. Bull! Ah, yeah. It's a storm sewer. If it fills with gas, I pity the person who lights a match within 10 yards of it. What's Fantastic. the one with the little boy shoots his eye out with a BB gun? Uh, Christmas story. What is my? It's a wonderful life. Elf. Elf is, is neutral. Elf would be good. It's a wonderful life. Um, yeah, there's a million of them. Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Santa here? I know him. I know him. No, no, I want an official red undercover, and I should do an You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. The first three Fridays, December 2nd, December 9th, December 16th, we're doing the season of celebration in awesome Alpharetta. Five o'clock to nine o'clock. Park Plaza event is rain or shine. For all the info, awesomealpharetta.com. While you're there, don't forget to register. For a very merry Hallmark holiday getaway to Alpharetta. Mm. Package valued over 1200 bucks, and includes a one-room, two-night weekend stay at the Courtyard, Atlanta, Alpharetta, Avalon area. Value of that room alone, 550 bucks for the weekend. AwesomeAlpharetta.com. Come play a while, stay a while in Awesome Alpharetta. Thank you to the Alpharetta Convention and Visitors Bureau for your support of this podcast. A big thanks to Gallery Furniture, to Fable 4, to Brightmore Healthcare, T-Mobile, Internet Freedom. Free yourself from Internet BS. Reliable home internet, 50 bucks a month from T-Mobile Home Internet. Guests of the My Second Act Podcast, state properties owned and managed by Paramount Hospitality Management. The brands you know depend on and trust like Marriott, Hilton, and Weston. The Paramount portfolio includes downtown Atlanta at Georgia Tech, Knoxville, Baton Rouge, Savannah, Noon in the Grange, Carrollton and other properties nationwide. Paramount Hospitality Management. Audio for this episode of Cadillac Jack, my second act from Warner Brothers for Paul Rubin and Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Did you ever think that in uh, 319 episodes we'd be citing and giving audio credit to uh, the Pee Wee's Big Adventure? No. The Uptown Comedy Club in New York City for Paulie Shore. Paramount Television and CBS Television Distribution for Happy Days. Hannah Barbera and Paramount Television for Laverne and Shirley. Grunge on YouTube. Colonel Bruce Hampton and the Fox Theater, Monument Records for the Dixie Chicks, Rhino Records for Alvin and the Chipmunks, CNBC, and Big Machine Records and Carly Pierce. Our thanks to executive producers Carl Appen and Hans Appen. The letter is our e-newsletter component to the podcast and radio show. It's a fun four-minute read delivered to your inbox for free every Saturday morning at 9.10. To subscribe for free, text LEFT ON RED. Red is the color R-E-D, no spaces, LEFT ON RED, to the number 22828. 
to the number 22828 to subscribe. Production assistance from Steve Mitchell and Ingo Studios in Atlanta. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, my second pack, part of the App and Podcast Network. 